Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Next Generation, a podcast about having a kid and parenthood. I'm David Chen, and joining me today is my brother, Michael Chen. Michael, today is a momentous day, a a, a date that uh, is going to propel you onto a path that you will remember for the rest of your life, hopefully, Uh, because today is the day that your wife, JC, is getting induced, correct? That's right. How are you feeling today, Michael? That's what I want to know. How are you feeling? Yeah, when I woke up today, I it felt like a normal morning for the most part. Um, and JC is not scheduled to get induced until late afternoon. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, definitely feeling a, a bit of anticipation, a bit of anxiety about the labor process. Obviously, it's going to be harder for her uh, than for me. But, um, yeah, overall... You know, it feels like a, a normal day and something big is going to happen later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you can always find more episodes of this podcast at thenextgeneration.com. You can also email us at thenextgeneration at gmail.com. Uh, we actually got a listener email this week that I want to read on the air. Uh, and this is remarkable, Michael, because uh, this is basically the highest ratio of listener email to podcast listeners i've ever had i think a full 80 percent of listeners have written into this podcast already no I'm, I'm exaggerating but um natalie writes in to the next generation at gmail.com and she writes hi david and michael i'm natalie and i work with your father at the place where he works which i'm not going to say he shared your podcast with me and I have been listening. It is so fascinating to hear your thoughts about the state of the world, your hopes of, for the future, and the little nuggets of info about your parents. Your dad is so proud of both of you and proud to be the podcast number one fan. He is very well loved by everyone. Uh, over the years, it seems as though we have seen your dad open up to us and let us get to know him a little bit better. During an after-hours video call with the Work Bunch, we learned your dad's favorite drink is whiskey. What? Everyone was blown away with that. I've met your mom a few uh, few times at one of our colleagues' summer barbecues. Your mom and dad are just lovely. Our work group is a fantastic bunch. Some of the best people I've ever worked with. We love to celebrate each other's birthdays and special events. What could be more special than the first grandbaby? Knowing that baby Chen will be in California, we thought outside the box. A digital photo frame because we know there will be lots of photos. A stuffed bear that contains a recording device so your parents can record a message for the baby. And a grandparents' book knowing that growing up for your mom and dad must have been very different than the experience your baby will have. Looking forward to hearing more episodes and learning more about your entire family. Wishing you good health, blessings for a bright future, and continued love and happiness. Kind regards, Natalie. So that was a very lovely email to receive. And there's a few remarkable things about it. First of all, I think this is the first time we have ever gotten any sort of perspective on any of our parents from a native English speaker. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I, I can't recall, like, when, when our parents used to own a Chinese restaurant, you know, very occasionally, we, we would have some understanding of what their um, workers thought of them. And we, we kind of got, like, the, the sense I got was that they were uh, overall well-respected. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that they were beloved, but they were well-respected. And uh, then occasionally we, we, we kind of get little glimpses of their lives when we aren't hanging out all uh, as a family. And this is one of the clearest glimpses we've ever received into that life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, 
so the idea that dad's favorite drink is whiskey, did you notice, Michael? No. Yeah. So this is, I remember dad used to have all kinds of different alcohols. I would not call my dad an alcoholic in any way, but he enjoys a good drink. And, uh, I, uh, I, I, it would never even occur to me that that was, that was his favorite drink. So I'm, I, I'm learning. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I knew him as primarily like a beer man. Yeah, like more of a beer Chi- guy. Those Chinese yeah. beers. Yeah, yeah, Chinese like beers. Tao and all those, all those other ones. Now we have a great gift idea for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it's it's just wild to me that we're learning about Dad more through <laughs> listener emails for yeah. this podcast <laughs> than from Dad himself. Yeah. Um, but you know. I, and yeah. I responded to Natalie. One, th- one of the things I said um, in the email is like, dad is impossible to buy gifts for. Uh-huh. He does not say anything about what he likes. And if he <laughs> does like it, uh, he will actively try to dissuade you from getting it for him. Yes. Uh, yes. Very difficult to, to buy gifts for. So welcome to, you know, 10 years of whiskey related gifts, dad. No, I don't know. <laughs> We'll see how it goes, but also very thoughtful the the gifts that they uh, they got for uh, for you, right? Mm-hmm. Like they they got this they did this grand baby shower and uh, they got you a bunch of gifts um, that you're going to be hopefully using. And uh, I just really appreciated the amount of thought that was put into it. You know, it Agreed. wasn't just like let's buy a bunch of random stuff from Target. It was mm-hmm. it, we need to put thought into like how we can make this special. And I thought they did a lovely job. Yeah, especially so, considering, you know, mom and dad live far away from us. Right, right, yeah. So, uh, okay. So, again, thanks for the email. You can always email us at thenextgeneration at gmail.com. Uh, so, today is induction day. When, when are you going in to get the induction done, Michael? Uh, 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Uh, we had a friend come over to our house yesterday. Uh, she is a doctor and I mentioned that today was induction day and she kind of told me about what induction is. Cause I, I have heard of induction before in my life, but I hadn't, I never understood exactly what it meant. Right. Like, I, I guess let me ask you this question. This, this podcast is really about us revealing our ignorance about mm-hmm. a lot of things. And then hopefully, hopefully to some degree correcting that ignorance. Right. Yep. Uh, and so I had absolutely no idea what induction was like did, in your mind, what was induction before you learned what it was? Cause we, we have heard the phrase induction before, and I'm curious if you had any associations with what induction was before learning what it actually was. Um, I've heard hints of what it was from people who have been induced, uh, like our friends who have had babies recently. But I didn't know, uh, there, there's like a bunch of different ways to do it. Um, and there's like a bunch of, it's essentially like a bunch of steps that you take. Um, th- and if, if the previous step doesn't do the trick, then you go on to the next step. Mm. But I really thought it was just like drugs. You just like take some kind of like drug cocktail and then boom, like the labor starts. Um, I In my yeah. mind, I thought it was like a physical or physiological f- step. Right, mm-hmm. like that. You was kind of like, you, <laughs> like uh, that they would position um, the pregnant woman in some way, or you know, put her in some kind of posi- like physical position that would like make labor more likely. Uh, so I had absolutely no idea about any of this stuff, uh, but have since learned about it from our friend who's a doctor. And by the way, we when we when we have friend visits, we we actually um, have 
uh, a our garage is set up to to have friendly visits and. Uh, I'm just ex- explaining why we're able to have friends visit during COVID times. Um, mm-hmm. We all visit masks on uh, socially distance in the garage with open air and like uh, good circulation. So anyway, uh, read up a lot about this and uh, now I fully understand like it, this actually sounds terrifying. Like it, w- it was always presented as like a very kind of, oh yeah, you're, you're going to go in to get induced. And it's like, it just felt like a common step, but it actually sounds pretty scary. I mean, how is JC feeling about it today? Yeah, I mean, she has a good amount of anxiety about it because, um, yeah, in her recent checkups, they have been like, I and, and I don't know exactly what they're doing here, but they're like essentially just reaching in there and poking the baby in the head. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. and, and so that's like a that's like a step that they take. Um. And I'm sure that's how they would describe it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I don't know exactly what it's some kind of like might be related to like testing how stressed the baby is. There's, there's another stress test. I know that uh, exists like the non-stress test that, uh, that they go through, but I, yeah, I don't know exactly what this baby poking uh, thing is, is for. Um, but she says, obviously that is very unpleasant uh, for her. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, her, her understanding of induction is that it's even worse than that. It's like way worse than that. Um, there's yeah, there's like one one of the steps is called membrane stripping, mm-hmm. uh, which is yeah, just someone getting up in there with their finger and just like uh, or his, his or her finger, <laughs> and um, yeah, just like s- swiping the finger across like the membranes to like rupture them. Mm. Uh, which sounds ter- terrible. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that like most of the steps involved in an induction are not pleasant. So, Mayo Clinic has a page up about induction, and according to this page, labor induction, also known as inducing labor, is the stimulation of uterine contractions during pregnancy before labor begins on its own to achieve uh, a vaginal birth. Uh, end quote. And then it goes on here to describe like several of the things that they uh, uh, do in order to induce labor. Um, so the one of the things is uh, the, the thing that they're trying to achieve is what's called cervical ripening, which is a term I heard for the first time yesterday. And it says here, quote, uh, sometimes synthetic prostaglandins, which are typically placed inside the vagina, are used to thin or, or soften slash ripen the cervix. After prostaglandin use, your contractions in your baby's heart rate will be monitored. In other cases, a small tube or catheter with an inflatable balloon on the end is inserted into the cervix, filling the balloon with saline and resting it against the inside of the cervix helps to ripen the cervix, end quote. So yeah, it felt like, like it seems like in some scenarios they might like put something in there and like inflate it. Um, my yeah. my doctor friend called it a foley, is what it's uh, apparently referred to. Yeah, and um, the balloon might need to be there for a while. Like um, yeah, j- just to be clear, um, JC might not have the baby today. Um, induction can take up to a couple of days. Yeah, um, and if she's got a balloon in there during that time, she's got a balloon in there for a couple of days. You know, yeah, uh, which so that that sounds nice. awful. Sounds awful. Yeah. Um, and I, I get, I think, uh, so you're saying like, you're not exactly sure exactly how it might happen, but there's like a, a variety of things that might occur. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, my understanding is, yeah, that because of the range of time, like you need, you need to kind of be prepared for all number of 
eventualities, right? Like yeah. it could, you could, it, she could be induced and then it could happen within hours, right? Or it could take like a couple of days. Yeah. And, so, and during COVID time, I think it makes it a lot trickier because, um, I, I, right. As of right now, I don't know if I'm going to the hospital with her to, for, for the induction. So usually what happens, uh, from my understanding is they induce her and then they monitor her for a couple hours to see if, uh, it's like taking right away. Um, and normally I would be there for, with her for that, but I think she has to do that step alone. Uh, and so I'm not even sure because of COVID because of COVID. Right. Yeah. And so I'm not even sure if I should go there and like, wait, but we also live like walking distance to the hospital. Oh, that's so nice. that's pretty nice. Yeah. So I'm like, if they tell, if they tell me that I can't come in, I might just, um, hang out at home and, and just walk <laughs> over, uh, when, <laughs> just walk over. They, if like, would she drive herself back if she needed to come back? No, like, no, no. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. She would just drive herself back. So um, she'd get induced, drive herself back. Then you would go back when she goes into labor. That's right. Gotcha. Uh, or she gets induced. Like the uh, the flow chart would be then she gets induced. Uh, she goes into labor shortly after. Then you walk over to the hospital afterwards. That's right. <laughs> so, so, so weird. Yep. Um, are you able to share anything about why she needs to get induced? Yeah. So she is uh, potential. So she's had a, a number of different OBs uh, during her last couple checkups. Um, just because her primary OB is is uh pretty busy so they they range from like pretty whatever like in terms of not skill level but like uh in terms of like uh concern for some of the symptoms that she's had of a Mm. uh, of a condition called preeclampsia yeah Uh, so she basically had elevated uh, blood pressure at one point and uh i i think that is a primary reason that um one of one of the ob's was pretty concerned uh, so one of the OBs she got was like very conservative about it and was basically said that you should get induced. Um, and so, and, and like, I think that OB wanted her to get induced early. So today is actually our due date. Um, today is 40 weeks. Uh, but if we had followed the other OB's advice, she would have gotten induced last week. So um, we're kind of like taking the middle road between the, the, the different levels of advice that people are giving us. Yeah. Um, I, and really when I say us, I mean, JC is cause, uh, it's really kind of up to her and her body. So what, uh, yeah. Was there any reasoning behind her decision? She just, I guess she just wanted to go with the average rather than the most conservative route. Well, the, you know, the, the other doctor, the, the other OB didn't say like, don't get induced. Uh, she just said, uh, don't, we probably don't need to worry as much. Also, JC is, um, you know, pretty uncomfortable by now. So I think the induction would, you know, help get the baby out anyway. Uh, oh, and sorry, I, I didn't mention this, but preeclampsia, the, the best way to deal with it is just to have the baby. So that that's why, that's why uh, uh, she's getting induced. Uh, yeah, so uh, just again, again, reading from Mayo Clinic, preeclampsia is a pregnancy condition, uh, occur, sorry, a pregnancy complication characterized by high blood pressure and signs of damage to another organ system, most often the liver and kidneys, end quote. Um, so it seems like she she doesn't have it, but it, they're worried she might get it, basically, right? Is that? It's kind of uh, like bas- basically it, it's just a concern that doctors have generally towards like late stage uh, yeah. pregnancy. And the... It, 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 if if something bad happens, it happens really quickly. 
from my from what I understand. Like Got if it. you start to if you have like elevated blood pressure and you start to get a headache, that's really bad. Um, yeah. So and, and you should basically call the hospital right away. So uh, it's it's kind of like a pretty conservative way of of, of dealing with like early signs that she had uh, this condition. I think listening to you talk about this, it just strikes me that there's like all this potential anxiety that could go between the induction and the preeclampsia. And it, it just feels like JC must be, you know, maybe she's able to put this out of her head, but like, it just feels like there's constantly stuff she needs to be monitoring for yeah. in in her body, like to see if something's going wrong or, you know, how has she been experiencing this? I mean, it's been hard. Like, yeah, she's not able to put it out of her head. She's pretty concerned about labor. Um, she also, ha- it's like a decision fatigue, you know? Like, these doctors mm-hmm. are all saying uh, different things. And, like, um, it, like ultimately, I think they, they give you a lot of agency by telling you, like, everything that you need to know and then asking for your decision. Uh, like, I think the, the, the induction decision was really, like, she was tired of making decisions. And was like, just tell me what you would do in my position, you know? Mm. Um, so, it, yeah, it seems exhausting. And, you know, I think she's pretty pretty anxious about labor. This reminds she, me she of... Also, yep. She also um, does this weird thing where she, like, reads all these forums about just, like, the worst possible scenarios. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I, yeah, I, I think she just wants to be aware of the risks, but I think it's uh, doing nothing but add, adding to her anxiety. I read this article at the Atlantic a while ago called "The Last Children of Down Syndrome." Did I tell? Do we talk about this? Did I tell you about this? Mm-mm. It's an amazing article. I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, and it's a it's about how in I think it's Denmark they are uh, they have almost completely eliminated Down syndrome from the population. Um, through prenatal testing and things of that mm-hmm. nature. Um, essentially, like uh, a lot of mothers test for Down syndrome, and of those who get a Down syndrome diagnosis, more than 95% choose to abort. Mm-hmm. So what ends up happening is like there's just very few Down syndrome people in the population or very little Down syndrome occurrence in the population. Uh, I, I guess, you know, side question, like did you do any prenatal testing of any kind? Like what what is your policy or thoughts on that? It's standard now. I I don't think we asked for any like chromosomal testing, but they do test um, for the typical number of chromosomes. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that was pointed out in this piece is that medical technology is incredible, right? Like the Mm -hmm. fact that we can know so much about the child, you can know their gender, you can know if there's any chromosomal abnormalities, you can know all kinds of things, but that, uh, because of the knowledge, like the knowledge is in a way, curse is too strong of a word, but uh, it basically f- makes everything into a decision mm-hmm. that, you know, before the, the child just show up and now we got to deal with the child. Like that's, that was what, what life was like before all this testing. Now it's like, are you going to test for uh, things like Down syndrome? If you don't, then you're one of the people that chose to not test. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, are, are, like once you've tested, like, are you going to abort? Then you are one of the people that chose to bring a child with Down syndrome into the world. You know what I mean? Like, yep. and it kind of makes everything into a choice. I know that's kind of not what you're talking about, but it does. It, it did remind me of this article where like it feels like everything is now a choice. And that sounds like that's what Jesse was kind of dealing with. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean that that's definitely true. But I've also thought about this. Like, wh- what did people do before all this like crazy technology? Um, and I think the answer is they would just die a lot, right? Like the baby <laughs> would just die a lot, and the mother would just die a lot. And uh, so, like, I, I know you aren't arguing that this decision fatigue is 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 not worth it, right? Like, no, I, think, I was not arguing. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, of course. Um, but I, you know, I'd rather have all these decisions to make and like to 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 even know that JC has preeclampsia, to to know that she, you know, has an option to get induced early, uh, and what a miracle that is of like the of like modern medical technology that she knows yeah. that um, and and can make that decision uh, to like you know play it a little bit safer, you know. Um, but I like I think your your the, the decision around like the whole down syndrome thing i think is like a totally different ball game um yeah. and if we had found out then i think that would have been <laughs> that would have been like on another level of like decision making that we'd have to do i do want to call out that like you say you know we used to die a lot it, it's actually um there is a huge disparity in the u.s right now of um mothers dying mm-hmm. uh in, during childbirth um mm-hmm. specifically black women die at at a rate i think like three times uh other uh races in childbirth it's pretty horrifying and apparently it isn't like completely reduced as a result of like socioeconomic class even so uh i think that there really are profound inequities in society and even with all the stuff we have we can still do better as a culture Mm -hmm. um but curious about what you're doing right now to prepare Michael, uh, we, we have been talking, we have a Slack group with some friends and we've been talking about how uh, you, somebody, a friend in the Slack suggested that you uh, make sure you take a lot of uh, TV shows and films with you because yeah. you have no idea how long you're going to be at the hospital. You could be there for hours just waiting for this thing, this thing to happen. Uh, and so what's your situation there have you have you loaded up your iphone or ipad with the requisite materials and if so what are you taking yeah we've um we have like a huge backlog of netflix shows that you've already downloaded onto our onto the ipad um yeah i mean it could be days so i i don't think it will be i think because they send you home if um if you're not in active labor but i think active labor can still take a, a long time so um but yeah we're 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 ready to be there for a while and to to be bored uh, like i'll be bored uh sometimes i'm not sure jc will be bored uh because she might be in like horrifying pain so uh what are you taking with you just out of curiosity um i have a lot of books i'm i'm trying to get through and really gonna... you really think you're going to be able to get through books at the hospital like i i i cannot read or I personally can't read or do work on airplanes personally. Like I know a lot of people like get a lot of work done on airplanes. I can't do it. I'm just like, I've tried and I just can't do it. And I, I have to assume that the situation you'll be in is more stressful than an airplane. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm, I'm bringing things with optimism, you know? So yeah, I, it's, well, it I, might, it might just be that I just need to switch my brain off <clears throat> and just watch the stuff that we have on our iPad. What, what shows specifically am I, I'm asking? Uh, like we are going through the last airbender again, uh, oh, nice. the avatar, the last airbender, the animated series, yeah. not the, not the movie. Um, and, uh, we're going to probably rewatch legend of Korra after that, uh, nice. the follow up show, uh, unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. We still haven't seen stranger things three. 
uh, season three. So we have just a ton of Netflix shows that we wow um, yeah need really to into the really into the Netflix stuff. Mm-hmm. Any any uh, recommendations? Uh, for both of us, <laughs> I, I mean, already watched. Like you... I already watched Gangs of London. So, oh yeah, what did you think of Gangs of London? It was it was good. It was like. Um, it it wasn't as much action as I thought it would be. Like it, there was a lot of action early on in the series. Yeah, uh, and, it and then it really kind of lost bit. its way with the action. I think. Yeah, I think it. Uh, like I, it, I think it was very obviously by um, Gareth Evans. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning, and then it um, kind of got caught up in its own drama. Yeah, which uh, is like to, to be honest, like ludicrous. Like it mm-hmm. just it's not that interesting. Um, Let's see. Uh, the okay. Uh, let me tell you what not to watch on Netflix. Okay, do not watch the movie Pieces of a Woman. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> uh, um, yeah, just just stay away from that one. I watched The White Tiger recently on Netflix, and I mm-hmm. thought that was very good. Uh, we reviewed it on the Slash Filmcast. If you're looking for like a reality show, you know, I don't know about you, Michael, but sometimes I don't want to think about anything and you might be in that scenario. Like you might be like every five minutes, you need to get up to uh, go get something for the vending machine for JC or, you know, the doctor might come in every 10 minutes or whatever. Um, In that scenario, you may elect to go with like a reality show and they just added new episodes of this show called blown away. Have you heard of it? The glass blowing, the glass blowing show. Yeah, it's basically like people make interesting glass, like blown glass. It's a glass blowing competition, mm-hmm. uh, and I find that to be like, I, I, what I love about a lot of these Netflix slash reality shows is, it's a, it's a, it's a subject matter that I have no idea about, mm-hmm. and I'm and be and because I watch the show, I'm able to rapidly develop very strong opinions about it. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Wow, that person messed up their technique with the blower or whatever the hell. You know, like, yeah. um, what kind of kill are you running here? You know, and uh, so I think um, uh, Blown Away is like a, is a solid reality show that I think is uh, uh, at the you know at the end of each episode you get to see some really creative glass being blown. Yeah. basically. So if you're looking for that, then yeah, we'll um, probably we'll probably keep it pretty lighthearted. I was looking at White Tiger. This looks like a uh, pretty serious. It's it's more serious. I heard Lupin, I otherwise known as Lupin, is fun. Lupin, uh-huh. I've heard that's a that's a blast. That's a French 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 yes. movie, right? Yeah. yeah. So I've heard that's quite a or bit of fun. Uh, yeah. So you should check that out. And uh, yeah, like th- those are a few things. Uh, yeah, you want you want like lighthearted things. You know, you want fun things. Um, those are those are a few uh, things to keep in mind. Yeah, um, we might we might also end up watching. Um, JC really likes this like trash TV. Um, like when I thought when when you said reality shows, um, some some things that came to mind were like, um, have you have you heard of Bling Empire? <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Um, so yeah, JC really likes watching these shows. Uh where it's just like reality TV and like the people are all horrible and there's yeah. no unlikable in the show. So I don't know what she gets out of that, but sometimes I, I, I sit <laughs> in and watch some of those as well. All right, man. Well, uh, I'm, I, 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 I have anxiety for you. I'm hoping for the best for everything today, Michael. It feels like it's going to be a big day for you. It feels like any number of possibilities could happen just in terms of like, 
even if things go smoothly, there's a lot of possibilities that could happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you could, uh, the baby could come tonight or it could come in like a uh, few days. Yep. Um, it, I saw uh, JC's Instagram recently and it seems like uh, you guys are all prepped for the baby's arrival, like the the crib and everything is all all ready to go. Yeah, do you mm-hmm. do you feel like you have? Is there anything you feel like? Oh man, I wish I had a chance to take care of blank. Um, nothing baby related, but there's a <laughs> lot of stuff that I wish I had done with my life, Dave. <laughs> okay, but when it comes to the baby, you're you're all set. You uh, JC also mentioned in, the, in that Instagram post that. Um, she feels like there's something that she's forgetting. She, she always feels like she's forgetting yeah, something. I think that's a pretty accurate representation of it. You feel the same way. You feel like there's always something you're forgetting. Yep. It's it's yep. mostly okay, but the, 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 you might have forgotten one thing or two. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I am hoping, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to like, uh, <laughs> I, I, I have no idea how this is going to change your life. And so I've been trying, like, there is a, you helped me run my blog at DaveChen.net. I was like pinging you. I was like, hey, can you help me upgrade my my blog before you go? Because I just have an s- assumption, like, I don't even know when we're going to be able to record this or talk again. Yeah. Um, I hope it's soon. I hope it's soon because I want to capture those raw, fresh emotions, Michael. Mm-hmm. But I want to respect, uh, you know, uh, what you're going to go through the next couple of days. So, yeah, I'll uh, probably have an update. Uh, very soon, <laughs> like on on how I'm feeling about things, even uh, especially, you know, once a baby comes, I think I'll, it'll be pretty early on that I figure out what my life is going to look like. <laughs> so. let, me put, let me put this out there, too. If you record, you know, I don't you're not the type of person that would ever do this, but just in the unlikely event that you decide you want to, if you record like audio diaries using like the voice memo app on your iPhone, um, I can like. It, during your experience, I can like string those together. You know, we could make okay. an episode out of that. So, uh, yeah, if you want to like record, like, hey, I'm at the hospital. Here's how I'm feeling. Here's what just happened. I'm at the hospital five hours later. Here's what I'm feeling. Here's what's happening. You know, like a- a- anything you want to capture that you feel comfortable with that does not take away from your experience of this glorious, momentous event. Uh, I'd, I'd welcome it, but you know, yeah, I don't I want mean, you we're, to. Yeah. We're gonna try to find some way to document this, um, this whole experience. Uh, like JC wants us to do the whole one second a day thing with the baby, and oh, nice, um, excellent. We're, we're on, gonna we're gonna figure note. out exactly the the right way to, um, to 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 just like check in regularly and and put our thoughts down. Uh, separate from this podcast, you find you find the podcast to be insufficient for this task. Um. <laughs> Not, not necessarily. No, I know. It, it, doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. Invo- it doesn't have JC, nor does it have the kids. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly, exactly. I get it. I get it. On that note, by the way, have you made decisions around like photographing the kid and putting them on online? Like, yeah, I think I'm not I, interested in doing that because I think a lot of people, right, when they have a kid, like almost everyone I know, ninety nine percent people I know, when they have a kid, they post about it on Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. and, and what I mean when I say post about it. Um, they post a photo of the kid's face on mm-hmm. Instagram. And I have friends who, uh, coincidentally, the, the, the doctor friend who came over, um, her and her husband have a very admirable policy against what is called sharenting, right? Where yeah. you like share a lot about your kid online. And they just, they're just like, we have no idea how like people's images are going to be used in the future. Why like let Facebook know what your baby looks like? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
this early on. So that's that's kind of the I, I think that's extremely reasonable. And I'm curious what your feeling is on it. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel strongly enough that this is probably going to come up off as like pretty judgmental to people who <laughs> who, who do it. And like, I, I don't mean to like you, you, it's your kid, do whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, Run wild. I, I just don't think that like uh, posting your kids photos on uh, like just publicly uh, is a good way to teach your kids about consent. Like, the, the idea that like, oh, I, I own, I own you and like, I own like your image and stuff. And they, they don't get a choice, you know, to, to do that, uh, to, to have their face be made public or like all their action. And, and like, even, even regardless of like the future and like the tech companies and privacy and stuff, yeah um, like regardless of that, it'd still be weird that if like, oh, what if I grew up and then like my parents, friends uh, were talking to me someday and they're like, oh, we saw you like pooping. Uh, when you were a kid, you know, like just just like all those like intimate moments <laughs> that you thought were private. Um, so I feel pretty strongly about it. I'm I'm not going to do it. I, I object like fairly strongly to uh, to that practice. Uh, so is I, I guess like the Facebook posting about births has be, like you almost know what it's going to be. You know, like mm-hmm. it's almost like a genre of posts, right? It's like, hey, last night so and so was born at the. He weighs so and so. You know, mommy and baby are doing what? Like all this stuff. Yep. There's like a language, yep, to them that are that has become quite common. And I'm kind of curious, like, a, are you going to make that post still? And b, like, are you just going to do it without the image? Like, do you have basically? Do you have a social media strategy for your baby, Michael? Am I going to? I don't even have Facebook, so you know that I'm not going to. Uh, JC might decide to do that. That's that's her prerogative. Uh, I I'll ask her what she's going to do. I'm I'm curious if she wants me to post on her behalf. Uh, I'm happy to do that, but I I am not going to. Uh- Oh, so so basically, we're probably all still going to see photos of your kid on JC's account, is what what I'm hearing. Even though you I, you personally have we, a different, we've talked we've talked about it. I think she's going to be pretty measured about it. I I would like to share those things with people who like in in the family, you know, uh, in the family, like very right. close friends and stuff like that. Uh, I don't really have a problem with that, but just like blasting them out to everyone who wants to see them, I think is not. Um, it, it, like I, I object to that practice, right? Uh, which again, no judgment. It's just this is just the path that Michael has chosen to take. In uh, yeah, take. yeah, yeah. I, I want to be clear. Like, yeah, like I, <laughs> my my wording is very strong, but like if you do it, you know, whatever. That's fine. <laughs> you're 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 the one that needs. To, everyone has to live with their own decisions, you know. Yeah. So, um, okay. Well, I, I just want to understand. I kind of want to get a sense of how the next few days are going to unfold because I have a feeling you're going to go dark, Michael. And it, like, it's hard to get in touch with Michael in general, and I have a feeling it's going to be even harder the next couple of days. And I'm always I'm going to be wondering consistently, like, what is happening? Is everything okay? Um, and so this is basically my last chance to check in with you until probably it, it all goes down. I so, mean, we're on a we're on this family text thread and. Uh, like definitely they'll be the one the first ones to know um when baby comes so um don't, right, don't worry good. about I did not, not knowing that's new when, information to me yeah that's new yeah, information to me so don't worry about not knowing when baby's gonna come uh <laughs> after that who knows <laughs> 
<laughs> once the baby's out, then you're you're never gonna hear from us yep. again. That's it. That's it. No, I I actually to to be quite clear, I really don't want to be um, like I I know people who have just basically vanished uh, once their babies came into the world and stuff yeah. like that, and like none of their friends hear from them again. Um, I I don't want to be those kinds of parents, uh, and I'm gonna do what I can to avoid doing that. Um, and, and I think my reachability is independent of that. Like, I think it's an <laughs> orthogonal, uh, mm-hmm. like, I think it's an mm-hmm. orthogonal attribute than mm-hmm. like my ability to, uh, like my, my reachability in terms of like an urgent thing, um, <laughs> but like, it, you know, hopefully available for, uh, you know, hanging out or chatting or like meeting up eventually. All right, Michael. Well, uh, I'm wishing you the best of luck today. I hope it all goes well. I'm excited for you. I'm worried for you. And uh, I look forward to seeing what happens. Yeah. Thanks, Dave.